This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a podcast of Sci-Fi and Scream on Joy 94.9, Australia's only LGBTI program focused on the horror and sci-fi community. You must be excited, yeah, having the, finally having the um, chance to show it off, have it seen. Yeah, it's great. So excited to be premiering the film at MIF. My producer Joe and I were at MIF five years ago with a short film, and yeah, it's a, it's a great festival. All right, I'll just um, do the intro. This is Sonia for Sci-Fi and Squeam, Undead, and uh, it's Killing Ground. It's Damien Power talking to us uh, in Sydney, <laughs> talking about Killing Ground, which is getting its... Uh, it's screening at uh, for the first time at the Melbourne International Film Festival. Of course, the 4th of August at 9pm. Welcome to Sci-Fi and Squeam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, cool. How long has it taken for it to get to this point? It was 11 years ago. I had mm. the first kind of germ of an idea um, for the story. Mm. I, was, I was working with my producer, Joe Weatherston, on another project. It wasn't really going anywhere, and um, I remember telling Joe and said, I've got this great idea for a, a film that we could make quickly and cheaply and um here we here we are 11 years later wow so much for the quickly yeah that's right <laughs> can you tell us uh, just briefly obviously without uh, any spoilers or too many yeah killing ground is all about yeah so it's a survival thriller uh, it's about a young couple that goes camping to a sort of remote spot in the bush and when they arrive they find a car and a tent mm. but no sign of the occupants and so they decide to stay because they've travelled a long way and it's a beautiful spot. But they grow increasingly uneasy when the occupants of the tent sort of fail to turn up. And then the next day, they mm. discover a boy sort of lost in the woods and it kind of all goes to hell from there. Mm, yes. I mean, it's been inspired, you say, by things like, um, well, in the blurb that's here on the MIF site, Funny Games, Michael Haneke's Funny Games and Sam Peckinpah's Straw Dogs. Probably got a little bit of um, a few other... I guess, those sort of stories where a couple go to, you know, go to uh, go to find out more about nature or, you know, have a holiday yeah. and uh, ends up being, you know, quite the opposite of a fun time. Eden Lake's right. another one I was thinking, a little yeah, bit of Eden Lake. Definitely Eden Lake. Mm. Um, I think um, I really like those films that, you know, put the central couple or, you know, the protagonists, often a couple actually, yeah. you know, under increasing pressure, you know, more and more and more, and then they sort of put them, really put them through the ringer and you see kind of what's left at the end of it. Mm. Um, Eden Lake was one of those films, I guess The Vanishing um, yeah. in its own way is one of those films. Yeah. And there's a French thriller called uh, Red Lights as well, um, which I really like and mm. has, a, has a similar kind of um, story arc. Well, good. I mean, and and that sort of formula works really well in your film, but you do have uh, something a bit different too, I guess, 
the time time sequence, the time yeah. factor. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this genre is usually relentlessly linear, and I wanted to do something different with that. So, I mean, the image of the tent in the woods was kind of the original inspiration, and then I started thinking about, well, what happened to those people in the tent? Mm. Um, and that was kind of really the, the germ of the idea. So the, the idea started with what happened to the people in the tent, and then it became a story about, okay, well, if they're gone and someone finds it, who are those people? And so it kind of naturally grew out of my thinking about the story, um, that I wanted to tell not only the story of the protagonists who, who find the empty tent, but also the story of the people whose tent it was, and also the story of the antagonists. And so, yeah, the film starts with multiple timelines, which wind tighter and tighter and tighter until they come together. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different structure for this genre. Mm, yeah, no, uh, that makes it quite enjoyable. Well, if enjoyable is the word for it, but um, more intriguing, I suppose, um, as far yeah. as it goes with the story, The Orange Tent. It's taken 11 years to bring this about. <laughs> um, yeah, it has. Um, obviously, I haven't been working on it full time for 11 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been doing other things. But, um, no, look, it took, it took a while for, for me to kind of tease that story out, and then mm. I think um, it about five years ago, we got it to a point where we thought that the script was ready to go, but I hadn't directed um, anything in that genre or quite like it, and so we felt the need to, let's make a short film that can be a bit of a calling card for this, and so we made a film called Peekaboo, which was the short that played at Myth, and that's a short thriller about a, um, a woman who loses her child in a car park and thinks the kid's been abducted, and mm. look, that, that film worked out really well. It played at MIF, it's, it played at a lot of festivals. It kind of got us noticed and it did the right things um, in terms of showing, I guess, that you know I can direct some suspense and action and really did work as the kind of calling card that we hoped that it would. And sort of since then, I've dire I directed a few more shorts and all sort of with the, with the idea that you know I'd be gearing up to direct something longer. And mm -hmm. of course, you know, once we were kind of at that point, people were interested but it just takes such a long time to you know put that financing jigsaw together it's really interesting the the characters you've got there too and some of the actors involved including yeah. the wonderful aaron peterson and you've got another aaron yeah the name is that <laughs> deliberate like we get two aarons and yeah the two aarons the aaron squad no they were fantastic we were lucky that we were financed um without uh, having any actors on board so really I kind of had the freedom to just choose the best actors for the roles and I feel really blessed with the cast that I have I think um, they're amazing and they really all kind of bring their A-game to these roles yeah I mean they're vile characters but yeah <laughs> too yeah. much away and yeah. it, there's a lot of sense of a lot of unspoken stuff stuff that's going on that we don't really know but you know it's pretty dreadful, whatever it is. And you yeah. get that sense with the Aaron Peterson's character. Is it German? Is that how? Yes, yep. German. And the sense that something's happened there. Um, he alludes to a massacre that's happened in the, you know, the, the environment where the, the film yeah. is set. Those sorts of things. Makes it very Australian, I guess. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, the film, yes, it's a violent film, but it's also a film about violence. And... I tried to treat that really carefully on screen and, and how it's depicted. But also, you're right, it does kind of allude to, I guess, our history of violence. Yeah, and that, and that was important for me as well. Sort of, uh, you know, does have that sense of it. And then, of course, it has all the tropes as well, but you've used it in quite a, a humorous sort of 
way as well. I think that's that was one of the things that I, I liked doing about this story, was taking those kind mm. of familiar genre beats and just kind of, I guess, passing it through a filter of reality, putting myself in the shoes of those characters. You know, what would really happen if I was threatened or my family was threatened? You know, how would I actually react? And I think, um, you know, movies teach us that we can be heroes in those circumstances and you know maybe that's not always the case so after the, well you've got two sessions i believe yeah you've, so yeah it's and yeah that's right looking on the page now myth for some reason the 6th of august is selling really fast yeah <laughs> you know we've sold out our eleven thirty mm. session wow um which is fantastic. Yeah. I remember, um, actually, last time I was at MIF, I, you know, I love the night shift um, films. Some of my favorite directors, you know, um, have had films in that yes, section. Yeah. And, and the last time I was at MIF, I think I caught Ben Wheatley's Kill List mm. at an 11, 11.30 session. Just a, it was such a great, fun experience because, you know, you know that everybody that's rocking up to see a film at 11.30 yeah, at night is, is committed and yeah, into it. exactly. Um, You're crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, ex- I'm really excited for both screenings. Yeah, cool. And uh, we've got the wonderful Zach Hepburn from the Astor Theatre doing a and a with you tonight. Is that yes. right? So you're going yeah, to be flying right. flying soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm packing my bag packing right now, now All to, right. Um, oh, cool. to jump on a plane. And yeah, yeah well, and we'll have most of the cast there as well. Oh, that's um, excellent. Tonight, which, is, which is great. That's un- is that quite unusual? Considering, um, I, I think so. Um, yeah. I think we look. We had a, a screening for cast and crew, and mm. um, my editor Katie, she said, oh, "Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. You know, they're the best audience you'll ever have." But I was concerned because you know everyone on it has an opinion. They already know what it's about, and they have expectations. But look, that screening went really well, and those guys loved it, and that meant a lot to me. So it'll be great to catch up with them all again tonight. Mm. And also, it's on one of the uh, what they call the one of the extreme screens. I'm not sure if you knew that. <laughs> It's what those no, big, no, I didn't. Nice I, big I square. Was, uh, it's those yeah, big right. square ones that are really close to your face, basically. Okay. It's like, <laughs> ooh, that's, that's great. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. It's, um, mm. I mean, I, I think that, you know, it's hard to get people along, you know, to the cinemas to see low-budget films. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that, you know, particularly in this kind of age of sort of superhero blockbusters, I think you've really mm. got to offer people an experience. Yes. And I, I hope that that's what this film is. You know, I hope that, you know, it's... It's, well, it's, it's a big enough screen for an experience. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, we, look, yeah. we, had a, um, we had a audience test where people were applauding in, oh. in spots. And I was applauding. like, wow, I'm not okay. sure about that. <laughs> uh, like, you know, I can't tell you what they are. Morally. Spoilers. But, <laughs> right. um, yeah, you, you, would, you would get it. So, mm. yeah, you know, I, I, I think that you've got to, got to deliver that sort of experience and that's why I'm so excited that people are you know coming to see it on the big screen yeah and then um, of course uh, on the 6th which is Saturday it's uh, the 11.30pm and you have well that's at the ACMI it's a good cinema too sorry yeah. ACMI it's still good cinema <laughs> and that's with Kayla Jeunesse uh, who's introducing that session and she's just yeah. fabulous that woman yeah. just rocks I mean I've interviewed her half a dozen times now and I'm just like I just don't feel worthy around her. <laughs> so, watch out. She knows everything about horror. Uh, I've seen her book. I know. The House of Psychotic everything. Woman. Yeah. 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 So she's awesome. It should be a couple of very good experiences as yeah. well as the film. And I suggest people definitely, well, you may have to be hovering around for that one on the 6th because, like you said, it looks like it's sold out. But sometimes they have a standby thing. So if you're yeah. lucky, you might get the chance to... Uh, Sneak in, I don't know. See if you can yeah, do maybe. that, people. 
But at least there's still tickets, I believe, for tonight, the 4th of August. Yeah, still tickets for tonight, so Mm. if uh, anyone comes along, please say hello. Yes. Easy to do as well. Just go to myth.com.au and you can forward slash program forward slash film forward slash killing ground to find out more and how to book for that one. It's part of the night shift programs and it's great. It's a whole bunch of wonderful films there this year. I watched uh, Baskin and uh, yeah. Uh. It's hard to go back. <laughs> it's hard to go back up <laughs> to that one. I was like, where is this taking me? Where am I going? I'm I going was, to have um, nightmares. <laughs> yeah. I was in town for the opening and saw mm. um, Under the Shadow, which oh, I really enjoyed. wonderful. Baba Ganvari. Great yeah, stuff yeah. coming out of Iran. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, amazing yeah. stuff. Have you seen A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night? No, I haven't. I, oh. I have it recorded, but oh. I haven't quite got there yet. Get around to it. You <laughs> might have some time next. Uh, but what is happening next to the film? Any more festivals coming up, I guess? Uh, uh, so we've, um, yeah, look, we've got an international um, uh, premiere that I can't quite announce yet, but it's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, look, we'll continue. It'll have a bit of a festival run, and um, then it'll have a theatrical run here oh, great. early next year. Okay. Oh, cool. Mm. That's uh, That's still pretty unusual for for the genre film yeah yeah that's good yeah. though mm. so, yeah it's really exciting I mean Mushroom who are our local distributors um, have been really supportive and wonderful so I feel very lucky to have them on board yes I was surprised to see them up there that's very good the other thing is so uh, what happens to you are you going to be doing another genre type of film next or writing a couple of projects and one of those is an adaptation of an old play which will kind of end up being a psychological thriller about mm-hmm. jealousy uh, hopefully as tense, but maybe a little bit less violent. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Look, um, thank you very much for speaking to us, Damien Power, about Killing Ground. This is your first feature-length film, yeah? Am I right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got that bit right. <laughs> and it's yep. the world premiere <laughs> tonight, 4th of August, at uh, MIF, the Melbourne International Film Fest, which is fantastic. It's oh. Damien Power. You're listening to Sci-Fi and Scream on Joy 94.9. Perfect. I think that's the <laughs> easiest one I've ever heard. Get it right. Well, you see, I used to do community radio. In oh, cool. Oh, right. Ago, so oh. I which, put on my best community radio voice. <laughs> which uh, <laughs> was station in Tassie? Uh, so it was 7LTNFM in Launceston, Tasmania. Oh, right. So I'm from Tassie originally. Oh, of course. Right, where a lot of horror uh, does come from. Um, <laughs> so it seems. Yes, yeah. Will you make yeah. one down there, do you think, or make anything? Uh, look, I would love to make a film in Tassie. Absolutely love to. Mm, mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, hope so. Well, if you do make one that has uh, a lot of uh, female uh, protagonists in it or something, there's a Stranger with My Face film festival. Um, yeah, I know, Brownie. Um, yes. So, yeah, no, there's already a kind of supportive community down there, which there is, is great. It's good, it's good. All right, thank you very much, and good luck for tonight. Have a safe flight, and... Uh, yeah, have a have a great opening at at MIF. For yeah, I will. Thank thank you so much for the chat. Thanks, Damien. Thanks. That's All great. right. Bye bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to a podcast of Sci-Fi and Scream on Joy 94.9. Check out joy.org.au forward slash Sci-Fi and Scream for more. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.